Welcome to another episode of Lockout Landing, part of the Lockout Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Anchor. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Uh, so today we'll be continuing the recapping the 2004 Stanley Cup Finals in which your Tampa Bay Lightning took on the Calgary Flames in the seven-game series. Uh, today we will just be talking about game three uh, that took place in Calgary. Uh, the Lightning and the Flames split the first two games of the finals, uh, and this is the first game taking place in Calgary. So <clears throat> before I discuss the game uh, and what happened, I don't think I was clear enough yesterday in how I was going to go about recapping or just discussing this series because we all know you know, what eventually happens. The Lightning do win Game 7 to capture their first ever Stanley Cup Final Championship. Um, but I will be discussing these games as if they are happening right now. Um, you know, obviously there's no hockey going on, uh, until further notice, but I will be going about this as if these games are happening on a nightly basis. We'll see if, uh, I'll be able to get to all these games, uh, this week. If not, I'll, I'll finish it up next week. But before we get into it, uh, I'd just like to, you know, make it a little announcement. You know, I'm sure all of you Lightning fans, some most of you are Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans. Um, having said that, I'm sure you've heard the big news yesterday that Tom Brady uh, signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's really no, it doesn't look like there's an official word out anything yet, but that's that's what the, is going around. It looks like that it's pretty much a done deal. So that's a huge signing for the Tampa Bay Bucs. Getting one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Uh, so, if you want to hear more about that, head on over to the Locked On Bucks uh, podcast channel. Um, I'm, they they just released an episode today discussing about that. Uh, so, pretty exciting news. And yeah, so that's that's pretty much all the news right now for any other Tampa Bay sports. Um, yeah, it's just that kind of week where you know we're I'm sure we're all still getting used to the withdrawal of not having hockey or basketball and you know with uh with baseball season being pushed back you know we're really kind of in the twilight zone of a prolonged off season from all these all these sports you know not being able to to really you know do anything else i i had a joke with a uh friend the other day um saying that you know we're in, this is the time where you really have to you know, find a, uh, a hobby other than sports because, you know, there's, you can only watch certain movies so many times. Um, uh, good hockey movie though, that I watched the other day, uh, definitely recommend it. I'm sure a lot of lightning fans, a lot of listeners of this show have already watched it, but, uh, if you have the time, go back and watch the Mighty Duck movies. Really, really forgot how good those movies were. Um, I'm pretty sure they're all on Netflix. So go check that out. That's pretty cool. So, Moving on. So now let's dive into this. So game three, um, you know, the lightning are, you know, heading to Calgary. And the thing was, is that, uh, they kind of mentioned during the game, which I don't think was really had a big deal with it. Uh, obviously it's a very far plane ride from Tampa Bay to Calgary. So the story was with the lightning traveling, they rented Mark Cuban's, uh, plane to, to fly to Calgary from Tampa because I guess they did not want to make a, a stop somewhere there. They just wanted to go straight through. And I guess uh, Mark Cuban's plane for some reason, I, and I'm not sure why 
it was Mark Cuban's. I'm sure. I don't know why the the team just couldn't find a, a better plane themselves. But anyway, um, yeah, they they flew straight through there, and um, it was just like a weird comment, I guess, that the co- uh, commentators made on the uh, the Hockey Night in Canada broadcast because that was the only broadcast I've been able to find of these finals on YouTube online. So uh, yeah, that I've been just basically going off of this and. Uh, I don't think the 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 flight from Tampa to Calgary, you know, really had that big of an effect. I think if you're going to look at one thing in this game, if you want to take away in terms of maybe what affected this team's performance, and you would probably you would really have to go off the the styles of play. Um, Tampa is more of a scoring offensive team. Uh, obviously, they're a nitty gritty team as well with uh, John Tortorella as the head coach. But if you compare them just in size um, to the Calgary Flames, the that Calgary Flames team is like very nitty gritty, um, uh, you know, defense first kind of team where you know they they use their physicality to wear down the other team, and that's when capitalize on the offensive side. So yeah, um, you know, you go into this game. I think the one issue that the Lightning had was keeping up with the physicality of the Calgary Flames. Um, obviously, the Flames are a much larger team, um, so they were able to dish out bigger hits, uh, you know, maybe out-muscle the Lightning on certain plays, especially on pucks on, uh, on the boards. And I think that's kind of like the mistake the Lightning made. They they saw how the Flames were playing, and they tried to dish it right back to them. And you could tell it really wore down on them. Um there's a moment when they came out of the break, I believe in the third period, you could tell where they, they had a shot of the lightning bench and it was like Vinny LeCavier and uh, Marty St. Louis. And, you know, they were skating back to the bench and it was just, they were just hunched over out of breath. And you could just tell they were worn out from, you know, just from, just from playing that kind of physical hockey. But you also have to give credit to the Flames goaltender, Mika Kaprushoff. Uh, I thought he played a very good game in that, um, you know, he, the one thing that he continuously did was especially, you know, in the, the lightning had very, very limited chances, um, and very limited quality, uh, scoring chances in this game. Um, I think, yeah, Kaprutsov played a very good game in net, but at the same time, the lightning didn't really take that many shots on net, but neither did Calgary, but I think Calgary capitalized more on their scoring chances, of course. Um, and yeah, that, that was kind of like what contributed to the outcome of this game. Um, they, you know, Kaprotov would oftentimes kind of park himself on the top of the crease as the lightning were on the rush and not, not very, not, uh, not be able to give, uh, the lightning, uh, a very good angle on scoring chances and, you know, uh, really make the net really smaller. So that was a good job by him. And, um, I think, the one thing that Lightning did, they got frustrated very easily um, with Capuzzo's style of play and that. And what they would do is they were too fine on the offensive side of the puck in the zone. They made too many passes, which led to turnovers. Um, and oftentimes, when they would make too many passes, uh, Calgary would just would just you know push them off the puck and force the turnover. And they did the same thing as well on the rush. Uh, Calgary, there was oftentimes when Calgary. The Calgary defenders would do a very 
very good job of, you know, just standing up the, the guys on the rush. And that was very frustrating for this Lightning team to see. Uh, they had a couple of scoring chances. Uh, you know, I believe um, Brad Richards had a couple of good scoring chances on uh, one-time slap shots from the point. But other than that, you know, Calgary, Calgary did a very good job of, even though the Lightning did get some good shots off, they did a very good job of blocking the shots in front that, you know, most of the time they didn't even make it towards the net. So that was the very frustrating thing to see um, in this game. And the other thing that kind of contributed to the Flames kind of taking this game uh, was that, you know, the energy of the crowd in, in Calgary for this game, uh, it was absolutely incredibly loud. I think I kind of uh, spoke about that in the last episode of um, recapping games one and two was that, I don't know, maybe it was just the, the audio uh, from the broadcast of these games, but it was the crowds are insanely loud, and it seemed like it was even louder uh, at the Pengrove Saddle Dome. And yeah, so it was just one of those things where I think that all the pieces fell in place for Calgary, as well as having you know that great atmosphere in their home arena, uh, definitely contributed them to winning this game. So let's just jump on it. I'll give you kind of like a. Uh, a goal by goal recap of kind of like what happened during the game, and then we'll just we'll just go off from there. So, uh, first period not really eventful. It was just a back and forth game uh, in terms of you know both teams very being very physical, uh, fighting for possession of the puck, and really uh, trying to just open things up for them on the offensive side. But nothing really happened. Scoreless after one, and then you know it was it was more of the same in the second period uh until 13:53 into the second where Chris Simon scored on the power play and my issue with this goal of course was that Simon had three chances on the on the play to score obviously scoring on his third chance uh to make it one nothing and the thing I don't remember who the player on Tampa Bay was for this but so Simon um shoots the puck i believe it was deflected in front and then he you know gets his own rebound and then he shoots it again and one of the lightning players um off the top of my head i don't really remember but he he kind of dropped and blocked the puck again which is great but the issue is is that he didn't get up so what what you're looking at now is that you have Simon, once again, getting his rebound uh, on, a, on a very good scoring chance in front, basically in the crease. Uh, also with a lightning player basically laying on the ice on his belly. Um, for some reason, I don't know why he didn't get up right away. Um, I guess maybe he assumed that Simon was going to go low again. And yeah, at that time, if you look at the replay, if you want to take a look at it, uh, I would definitely go back and follow along to these episodes uh, by watching the games or just going at, you know, just fast forwarding to the more important game uh, plays in the game, such as this. So yeah, uh, Chris Simon has the puck and the lightning players laying on his stomach, uh, not allowing Nikolai Kublin to, you know, shift to the other side of the net to make the, the third save. So Simon gets a pretty easy uh, third read, uh, third try at putting the puck in the net. And, yeah, at that point, it's one nothing Calgary. And then a little while later, uh, Shea Donovan skates in on the rush. Uh, he has a chance to go for the um, pass to the, his, the, the winger on the other side on the rush for the one-timer. But he elects to take a wrister, uh, which goes in. It was kind of one of those plays to where it seemed like 
you were expecting him to make the pass for the one timer on the on the on the rush, but he just snapped it last minute, and it you know it was just was a just was a shot that the goaltender wasn't expecting. So it was a tough break for the Lightning because it seemed like they were sort of you know trying to get away from you know trying to play physical hockey with the Flames because you could tell at that point in the game this is when the physical style of Calgary really started to wear down the Lightning. Um, and, you know, anytime you, you try to play into the game that the other team wants to play, you know, you're, you're, you're really stacking the deck against yourself. So that's something that I think that going on in the series, the lightning really needed to keep an eye out for, you know, they, like I always said, I say, uh, you know, I, I've said on past shows and I'm sure you've heard it on other shows as well. When, you know, talking about, uh, games in the playoffs is that you need to stick with what got you there. So and playing to the strengths of the other team is definitely not a way to win um, win, win, win these games, and especially in the Stanley Cup Finals. So, yeah, going forward in the series, as we discuss, you know, four, five, six, seven, um, you know, we're going to see if the Lightning could stick to the style of hockey that got them all the way to the finals. So moving on to the third period, Lightning are down 2 nothing at this point. And at 18-28 into the third period, Jerome McGinley scores the power play goal to, at that point, even though, you know, it's only 3 nothing, uh, kind of put the nail in the coffin for for the game. And, yeah, Calgary goes on to win the game 3 nothing, so they take game three in Calgary. Um, at that point, you know, you're not really in panic mode as a Lightning fan. You know, you still have, you know, you still have two more games to kind of turn things around. So, but you always want to kind of, take take one in in the opponent's building so you you know at that point i'm sure a lot of lightning fans were kind of on edge you know what if uh what if the lightning don't get game four then you have to go back to your building and try and win two in a row to to at least uh you know kind of make things interesting for the series so yeah um that's it for the recap before i end the show today i kind of want to discuss something that i failed to uh in the beginning of the week so Obviously, with the season kind of, you know, in in, you know, purgatory right now in terms of, you know, you're not really sure what the league is going to do when the NHL um, starts to ramp things up again for the season. You don't you know, you're not really sure if they're going to um, maybe finish out the, the regular season or just jump into the playoffs. Like I stated on my last episode, I really if they do come back and start up, just dive right into the playoffs. I really don't want to see them do a 24-team uh, format, which I've heard some rumors about them possibly uh, exploring that that possibility, which I really hope not, just because I think 24 teams takes away kind of like the, the specialness of the playoffs. You know, the reason why the Stanley Cup pl- uh, playoffs are so, you know, they're so good, whether your team's in it or not, is they're so exciting is because there's only a limited amount of teams. So if you're allowing 24 teams, then, you know, what's, what's the point? You know, you're basically, it's kind of reminds you of like an NCAA tournament style of it, which I'm not saying the NCAA tournament is in no way special. I just feel, you know, this is the professional hockey league. So, you know, only the best of the best are, should be allowed into the playoffs, but we'll, we'll cross that bridge as we get into it. So what I want to discuss, obviously before the show ends is that, you know, I want to discuss how the Lightning have been thus far in the season and, you know, who, if you had to name an MVP right now from this team, who would it be? 
Um, and I think, you know, you could probably give the MVP award for to to a number of players on this team. You know, you could do it to Andre Vasilevsky, um, even up until he was he hurt and he was hurt and you know he was he's out for the season. A uh, case could be made for Steven Stamkos. He was one of the top goal scorers. You could even say Nikita, Nikita Kucherov and even Alex Kalorn. Um, obviously, you know, I've if you've been listening to the show for a while. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Alex Klorn. He's having absolute. He's having an absolutely incredible season. Um, you know, he's if the season kept going on, if they continue the regular season, he would probably reach the thirty goal, uh, thirty goal mark for the first time in his career. So, and I think he's really stepped up and been one of the leaders on this team since Steven Stamkos uh, went down with an injury. Um, and I, at the same time, you could just, you know, do, if you're really indecisive, you could just give it to Andre Vasilevsky because there are a lot of games, even games in which the lightning lost where the, the offense really couldn't get anything going. Um, you know, whether it was, they just weren't able to take a, uh, take shots on net because there was a game recently. Uh, I, I'm off the top of my head. I don't remember. Um, if, if you do remember, because I did mention it on one of my podcasts, please go ahead, tweet me uh, on my, my personal page at APDanker, D-E-N-K-E-R, on Twitter. Or, you know, shout out, uh, shoot us a tweet uh, to the Locked On uh, Lightning Twitter page at uh, L-O underscore Lightning. Uh, let me know what it, which one was. Uh, there was a game where the Lightning didn't get their first shot on net uh, until like the 11... 11, 11 minute mark in the first period, which is inexcusable for a professional hockey team. I mean, you know, especially when you're one of the top teams in the conference and in the league, you know, you have to have a better showing than that. So, yeah. Um, and in that game, I do remember that I think the Lightning were, I think they were down maybe one nothing or maybe the game was scoreless up until that point. But there's been a lot of games, especially up to that point, to where uh, Vasilevsky's done a very good job keeping this team in it and giving them the chance to maybe turn things around and, and pull out a W as the game goes on. So I guess I would have to give this one to Andre Vasilevsky because, you know, you could be a high scoring team in the NHL, but if you don't have good goaltending, then the chances of you being consistently successful and winning games are very slim. So I guess you would have to give it to the goalie on in this case, just because uh, there's been a lot of ups and downs for this team over the season in terms of players being hurt or underperforming. So, yeah, I mean, if you look at this team as a whole, they haven't really been consistently healthy as a team and haven't really gotten a chance to play. Uh, I guess you could call it at full strength if you'd like to. And if you don't want to cop out and give it to a goaltender, which is fine. I mean, there's nothing. I wouldn't hold anything against you, and I'm sure a lot of hockey fans wouldn't either. Um, I guess the case could be made for Steven Stamkos or Nikita Kucherov. Obviously, the top two points um, scorers on this on this team. Uh, and I guess you could just give it to, to Steven Stamkos because he's been consistent throughout this whole season thus far. Uh, one of the big issues for this team all season was being consistent on the power play. And, you know, it seems like uh, anytime this team needed a big-time power play goal, Steven Stamkos would be, you know, the guy to get it for them. Uh, he led the team up until the point until he was out for the season with, I believe, 10 power play goals. Uh, that doesn't seem like a whole lot, but still, if you're looking at the whole season, uh, that's a very big stat. And 
Uh, hopefully he's back for when they do start the playoffs because they they really would need him. They really do need him. You know, um, I spoke about it a little bit uh, about the 2004 Stanley Cup team, but you know, I I kind of I think I I I kind of just killed my whole point with it when I was talking about this current team is that uh, it doesn't matter how good your team is, how talented they are. If you can't, if you can't put the puck in the net on the power play uh, every now and then, then you're going to have big problems um, because it, it, you know, you have a main advantage out there. So, and you know, the power play could make or break your, uh, your playoff run. So it, it's definitely, it's definitely one of those things where I, I guess I would have to give the Steven Stamkos, uh, Nikita Kucherov, obviously, uh, absolutely fantastic player, uh, the top goal scorer on this team all year. Um, won, won the Lightning a uh, couple of games in overtime over the past month or so. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's. It, I think it goes on your preference uh, of you know who you like most on this team and who you really who you think really contributed the most. But I'm gonna have to give it to Andre Vasilevsky because obviously he's the best goal goalie in in the league right now uh you know up until a month ago i really thought he had a chance to break the the record for the most wins in a season by a goaltender but i guess now um it doesn't look like that's going to be the case but i think that going forward yeah i i've been on this team a lot for them not being able to score on the power play or not taking a lot of shots or being careless with the puck but you know they will have certain times in the playoffs where they will prop those issues probably will pop up again. But I think if Vasilevsky, uh, who will obviously, obviously be in that barring an injury, um, if he plays the way we all know, uh, he's capable of, then I think the lightning could be very successful and could go on a very deep playoff run. So yeah, that's something to look forward to because yeah, it's not like hockey will never come back. Of course the NHL will start up at some point. We just don't know when, but I'm sure once this team starts coming back, once they come back and they start playing together again, um, you know, I think this, I was saying on my episode a couple of days ago that, you know, even though as it's very unfortunate that, you know, we have no hockey, I think if you look at the grand scope of things, I think this is some one of the best things for this Lightning team just because they were missing some of their top players as well as, um, you know, they had a, they were dealing with some injuries uh, right before the league stopped play. Victor Hedman went down with an injury and you still have Jan Ruda out. And, uh, you know, of course, with the absence of Steven Stamkos, they were they were playing with the next man up mentality. But so to have those three guys back, hopefully um, by the time hockey starts up again, I think that will be with with Andre Vasilevsky playing the way he should play, I believe that this team could make a very deep run. I think this will be a very different team as well. Um, and I, I wouldn't be worried if they run to the Boston Bruins um, on a deep playoff run. So yeah, those are just some things to you know keep in mind when you're, when you're thinking about when the season's going to start up and how this team is going to look. So, and I will obviously discuss more of that as the shows go on, of course. So yeah, just, you know, something to keep you, something to get you through this, you know, these these times where there's no sports and, you know, there's not a lot of positive news out in, right now uh, in the world. But, yeah, we're going to continue with uh, the throwback week. We'll be discussing the rest of the 2004 Stanley Cup Finals as the week goes on. Um, if we don't finish out the series before Friday, then we'll jump on right on it next week for a little bit. Um, 
We definitely have a lot of stuff planned. I'm very excited to talk about things as certain things as we go ahead with thing with the show. So that's been it for Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Banker. Hope you guys have a fantastic day and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.